Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, February 8th of 2024. I'm your host, Rosecrest, and today we've pulled that guy. Ah, that guy from 2009's Abnormally Attracted to Sin album. I really love this song. I know I'm one of the few people that do. It, it gets a lot of hate, but the chord change towards the end of this song is like everything to me. It totally gives me goosebumps. I got to hear it in 2011 when she played it in LA. I just love this song. It's such a good song. Anyway, what's that guy about? Well, that guy swears he will walk and he carries a chip as big as New York. That guy at night makes me scream and smashes the best possibilities. That guy just brings his war home. She cries, why can't daddy leave his war outside? That guy seems like, you know, it reminds me of toxic male masculinity, that sense of having to fit into uh, another box. I mean, we talked about boxes with past the mission and oppressive boxes and toxic male masculinity. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being masculine at all. Like there's nothing wrong with that. When it becomes toxic is when you ignore instincts in favor of what it means to be a man. Like crying is something everybody does. There's just really good research on crying and, and the chemicals it releases in our brains. It makes us feel better. That's why we cry. I mean, if you're one of those people who like gets into an argument and you just start crying when you're arguing, you're like, this is so stupid. Why am I crying? Because you're actively trying to soothe yourself while you're in the argument. So it's a good thing to cry. And yet, you know, men, some men can't cry. Or as Tori says in uh, Ruby Through the Looking Glass, do you smoke to cry? Do men smoke to cry? I wonder that myself about certain individuals that I have met over the course of my life. Are they smoking to emote? But anyway, this guy, that guy, he sounds like he's really caught in the picture of what he should be rather than who he can become. He swears he will walk. He just can't let things go. So if we can look at it from that perspective, are you that guy right now? Are you stuck in this pattern of bringing that toxic life home, whatever it is that you've got going outside the house? Are you bringing that into the house? And is this chip from your life standing in between you and your relationships? Is your partner or roommate or whoever it is that you're living with, are they sick of hearing about this chip that's as big as New York? Uh, Maybe the state and not just the city, but just massive. And it's just this chasm that's growing between you and he's getting angry at you and you're getting angry at your partner or whatever it is, but it's standing in the way of that relationship that can be more nurturing. We could be that person bringing that home. We could be that guy or we could be living with that guy. Either way. So how do you create sacred space for yourself then? That then led me to this question. How do you stand in your strength and create sacred space for yourself to be without this stuff? That we all need spaces in our lives that we can step into where everything else falls away, where the story of our past, where our jobs, where all of that falls away, where we can step into a space and 
it's not about that. Like, I don't allow conversations about work, conversations about other people to happen in bed. My husband knows at this point, like, what we do in bed, you know, I mean, we sleep, spend most of our time sleeping, but anything that happens in the bed is, I mean, even though you dream and process stuff, I get that, but that's like our sacred space where that stuff doesn't belong, where we can simply be with each other doing whatever it is we, we do. You know, we can cuddle or we can cuddle, hubba, hubba, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? We could do those things, but not work stuff. I also don't allow work stuff while I'm eating. I don't want to hear him talk about his work while I'm eating because I feel like I'm eating that energy like that he's putting that energy into my food and then I'm putting that energy into my body with my food rather than, you know, like if it gets put into me and I'm not eating, then it's just there. Like that happened this morning and he was talking about something and I was eating and I was like, I need, I need you to stop. This is making me really anxious because I felt like I was just eating it along with the delicious carb that I was eating at the time. It was so good. I had an everything bagel. Oh my gosh, I toasted everything bagel and look, there's not really a lot of good bagel places around here, so Panera makes the best bagels, and this bagel was tops, and look, this is so, like, this is why I do this once every three weeks, four weeks, because it's, I understand that this is not really doing me any health flavors other than, um, on my tongue. (laughs) Tastes good. But I take an everything bagel, I cut it in half, I put it in the toaster, and then I put butter on it, and then I put cream cheese on top of that. (laughs) Mmm, fatty goodness. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I need a little fat. Look, I have MS. My nerves need some fat. They just need that support. And anyway, I'm not shaming myself. It's just really delicious. And I also know that if I were to eat that regularly, it would make me feel not good. Like my, I just feel that kind of inflammation happening in my joints from eating that way. But anyway, I digress. That was a rabbit hole and a half, but I had, did have to share that with you. And also you should totally try it because it's really good. So that guy, what's he bringing home? And are you able to create sacred spaces where you can stand in your strengths? I have, I mean, I have a space in our house where I do all my yoga stuff because I'm teaching in that space. I'm practicing in that space. I do a lot of writing in that space. I do the podcast in that space. So my guy's got a man cave room because we live in a three bedroom. We lucked out and ended up in a three bedroom. So he's got his man cave space. I've got my rose space, which is my workspace. I mean, it's my yoga workspace, which is mostly done on my own and processing my stuff. But it is that sacred space. There are altars. I've got statues. I've got my teachers in this space. And it's that sacred space for me. He doesn't even enter this space unless we're doing certain things like every new moon or full moon we draw cards. And so he'll come into my space for that. But then he leaves that space because we're not going to talk about anything other than what we're doing because it's sacred space. So where's your sacred space and what's in your sacred space? Do you have a sacred space within your own home? And I get, I am really, really lucky and privileged to have this space. And when we lived in the trailer in Sodaville that was 900 square feet, that space was really, really very tiny. If I laid down on the yoga mat, either my feet or my head was touching the wall. (laughs) It was a small space. So we don't have to have like a whole room. You could have a closet. You could have 
just a little altar space in your closet. You could have an altar space next to your bed. Maybe the only space that you have is in the bathroom. It's okay. We don't have to follow those conventions of what space is, but having one little space that's your own space that holds that sacred energy where you can come to it every single day and connect with your personal strength. And then I wanted to mention, so tomorrow is the full moon, or excuse me, the new moon. Tomorrow's the new moon in Aquarius. So we've got that Aquarian energy coming in that I talked about yesterday, that innovative, creative, mental focus, clarity energy is going to be present on the new moon, which is Friday. So it's a good time to set intentions around creativity, the things that you're creating, the things that you're innovating, the things that you'd like to focus more intention on, more attention on, more intentions on. Um, Maybe you'd like to once again pull those New Year's resolutions back and look at those again and and how can you reinforce those intentions for yourself because a New Year's resolution is also an intention of something you're hoping to grow. And on Saturday, we come into the Chinese New Year, and it's the Year of the Dragon. So yay, I don't know how to say any of that in Mandarin or any other Chinese language. Let me, (laughs) like, I don't know how to say it in Mandarin, but I do it in Cantonese. (laughs) So Year of the Dragon, it's all about authority, prosperity, and good fortune. Yay, may we all have good fortune. Give money in red envelopes. This is why I have my purses red. I always carry a red purse. I mean, I didn't for a little bit there. It was green, but I like carrying my money in a red purse because red is that good fortune energy in Chinese history, Chinese culture. Chinese culture, that's the word I'm looking for. It's also a year to focus on heart health, both physically and emotionally. So your heart health tips for today, in addition to creating sacred space for yourself, which is going to help you focus some energy on your emotional heart, go get your heart pumping. Do some good physical activity. You can go chase the rabbit. And if you don't know what chasing the rabbit is, it's this really cool thing that I learned from Dr. Duyard. Chasing the rabbit is this energy, not an, this is a, tra- a way to train your heart physically, where you walk for two minutes and then you sprint for a minute, walk for two minutes, sprint for a minute, walk for two minutes, sprint for a minute, and then walk for two minutes, and then you're essentially done. So it's this high intensity training, but you only do essentially four all-out sprints. The one key focus is is really important. Make sure you still listen. Don't just go running away now. That is that you need to be breathing through your nose the whole time. If you're not breathing through your nose, then you're going to activate the stress response in a not good way, and that works again against your heart health. So if you have to breathe through your mouth, you need to either tone it down or take a little break. So the whole time you're supposed to be breathing through the nose. I like to do this. I do this. It's hard to do with swimming because you're pretty much always breathing through your mouth with swimming. Yes, I'm still going. I'm at nine miles, FYI. Maybe more by the time this actually airs. I'll definitely more by the time this airs. But I made my goal of eight miles in January. Woohoo! I'm so excited. And 
Uh, but I do this with my core aerobics class. We do high intensity work on Fridays where I do this kind of high intensity work and I tell them how to breathe and we do at least, well, we do more than four all out sprints, but the benefit of this work, Dr. Duyard, his website's lifespa.com. FYI, I love this guy. He does Ayurvedic medicine. He trained the Boulder Fire Department with this and boulders kind of high up and we were talking about this in denver this last year it's the mile high city and we were like walking the rocks and red rocks and (laughs) it was walking up those stairs it got really intense and it did get to the point where i was like oh my gosh my mouth was like wide open and i did a little gasping for breath in a way that i haven't in a while but my recovery from that was really good and then when we came back for the show i didn't have that again and i was like oh I'm acclimatizing well to being a mile up. And I was like, but what's so special about being a mile up? Because then we went to Albuquerque and Albuquerque's higher than Denver is. And nobody talks about Albuquerque being higher than Denver. So FYI, there's a lot of places that are higher than the mile city. But in any case, Boulder is also kind of high up and there's a lot of altitude. There's also mountains there. The Rockies are right there. So that high intensity training helps the heart and helps everything to function better. So go do some high intensity work like that. Enjoy the new moon. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places. Uh, But I'll be seeing you tomorrow for Fan Favorite Friday. Tune in for another fun one. Make sure you email us if you want to be on Fan Favorite Fridays because I really want to know what your favorite song is. I absolutely love these conversations. They're so much fun for me. I hope that they're fun for you, not just the person talking to. And if you're worried about, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yes, you can. It's fun. I'll make it easy for you. We'll just talk and we'll get where we get with it. Make sure you follow us on the socials, Songs of Tori Amos on Instagram. You can follow me, Rose Crass, on Instagram and on Facebook. Join the Yesed Facebook group. Make sure you become a Patreon supporter for extra goodies. And I will see you next time. Thanks.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.